Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Hi, Errol. Hi. Me is excited. Hi, everyone. <laughs> so I'm pretty pumped up about today's episode. Let me sort of do a soft introduction to what we are going to be talking about today. Mm-hmm. We are going to be talking about parables, all of Jesus's parables. And this is going to be a mini series that will be getting through even till next year. Mm. Uh, so, I, yeah, wow. <laughs> I'm very excited about it because this actually, everything was what Jesus said. These are, are his own words, right? And he spoke in parables. Um, so we would have to discuss a bit of goals around it and why we're, why we, why do you think we should actually think of parables? So, mm-hmm. but first, I think we're going to introduce to this episode um, as the two sons. And that's the first parable we're going to be diving into. And me is going to do the honors in reading the beautiful book of Matthew 21. Um, yeah, I I like it. You know, I said, um, I have a smile on my face. I like this particular chapter because mm-hmm. when we started the, when we started the podcast, it was a voiceover that we did about oh. Jesus being very angry <laughs> with the kuboko. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's why I'm actually so this mm. it's me smiling through all of the things we have learned to date. So yeah, this yeah, this is actually yeah, the journey out through. Yeah. So this is a very it's a very interesting one for me. Like a full circle. Okay, so let's read. Um we'll be reading Matthew chapter 21, 32. Matthew 21, 23 to 32. And it says, we're reading the ERV. I'll have to put this out here first. <laughs> Errol wanted me to read the King James Version. But because of you guys, you know, I don't want us to be doing daring, hearing, we went that way. <laughs> so, okay. So basically, preferred version is King James. Mm. Just because of the ease, we just go through the ERV or the um, Amplified Version, depending on what we want to communicate. But our preference is using King James. King James, and um, May is probably gonna like May. Just go ahead. Don't don't run me on that bus. Yes, I like KJV. That's it. I answer <laughs> it as you speak it. So let's get <laughs> let's get into it. So Matthew twenty one twenty three to thirty two, and it says, Jesus went into the temple area. While Jesus was teaching there, the leading priests and the older leaders of the people came to him. They said, Tell us, what authority do you have to do these things that you are doing? Who gave you this authority? Jesus answered, I'll ask you a question too. If you answer me, then I'll tell you what authority I have to do these things. Tell me, when John baptized people, did his authority come from God or was it only from other people? The priest and the Jewish leaders talked about Jesus' question. They said to each other, If we answer John's baptism was from God, then he will say, Then why didn't you believe John? But we can't say John's baptism was from someone else. We are afraid of the people, because they all believed John was a prophet. So they told Jesus, We don't know the answer. Jesus said, Then I will not tell you who gave me the authority to do these things. Tell me what you think about this. There was a man who had two sons. He went to the first son and said, Son, go and walk today in the vineyard. 
The son answered, I will not go. But later, he decided he should go, and he went. Then the father went to the other son and said, Son, go and walk today in the vineyard. He answered, Yes, sir, I will go and walk. But he did not go. Which of the two sons obeyed his father? The Jewish leaders answered, The first son. Jesus said to them, The truth is, you are worse than the tax collectors and the prostitutes. In fact, they will enter God's kingdom before you enter. John came, showing you the right way to live, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and prostitutes believed John. You saw that happening, but you would not change. You still refuse to believe him. Wow. Mm. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so I think I'll, pro- I'll probably put like some clarity around two things. Um, the first one is the things like they were accusing him of doing. So earlier in that um, chapter, Jesus mm-hmm. had actually done the triumphant entry. And again, in Errol's voice, why he used Koboko to beat some people <laughs> in his father's <laughs> house. <laughs> um, and he also healed people. Mm. So that's, that is the context around the things and the authority, the, the leaders were actually talking about. So that's one. Mm. Um, in fact, this kind of segues into this other thing about authority. So the things and the authority. Now we know what those things were and the authority to do those things. Just to give you a bit of context. Now, me, my question is to you. I know you read that and you've probably read it before. Um, I want to test your your reaction and the parable question, the, the core of this conversation, right? It was around two sons and Jesus asked, asking us as well, which of these two sons obeyed the father? What are your thoughts? Okay, before I read everything, just... Yeah, before yeah, before you got into the whole gist, like what mm-hmm. were your thoughts when you were just like, yeah, what's Jesus really asking and what what would have been your response, basically? Yeah, so when I saw the first song, when he said, uh, when the father asked him, go to the vineyard, go and walk there, and he said, oh, I would not go. I was like, wow, how would you just say that? You know, it was just, anyways. Then I thought that was enough, like, I've had it. You can't die so bad. That's so rude. Then the second son now says, I will go. And all of a sudden, I see that the second son did not go anywhere. I'm like, what is happening to you people? What is happening here? Like the first first thing that came to my head was like, two of them are wrong. Because I'm, I'm happy that the first person went, right? But I'm just like, why did you say you were not going to go? Then the second one, the second one made me even more angry. Like, you said you were going to go, you know? Because I know I have a problem with this, especially when people are not um, true to their words. If you tell me something, let your yes be your yes. Let your no be your no. So which is why I understand the first one. I prefer you telling me, no, I can't do this. So that I don't expect it from you. Instead of telling me, yes, I'll do it. And at the end of the day, you come to disappoint me. That annoys me a whole lot. So I think uh, I think uh, the second one triggered me. <laughs> i'm happy like again i ask this question because like we all have different like perspective into that same one question for me it was so because i had had like maybe my first time reading the bible at the time i mean this particular like Mm -hmm. chapter i might have skimmed through it without having the 
the juice from the conversation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. really why jesus responded that way in fact it was more rather than triggering was it was like is this a trick question mm-hmm. you know because because you're like okay quote, okay quote and unquote you know mm-hmm. everybody couldn't just like they said they, they already had the rationale for not answering him you know like mm-hmm. hmm, this question has to be really like tough you know kind of trick question and um one thing that really was outlined for me was if this is a trick question what's jesus really saying especially if he was talking to the leaders so when he said the first son immediately because in my in my like further study in mm-hmm. other books in the new testament like i know that the first bonds or the first is usually tied to the jewish people you know, and the Gentiles are like the second, you know, to the to the Jews first, because mm-hmm. they are the ones that had the encounter of God. They are the ones that Abraham is from and spreading to the earth. So first things first, I was like, oh, these are the Jewish people. And I was conflicted because Jesus now eventually said, um, well, he implied saying that they were going as, you know, he stated that the prostitute and tax collectors were going to like, getting there first i'm like so who is the first again there was a bit of conflict in my reasoning yeah. all because of that one piece of information so this is just to put out there like guys when you're also going through this do not have a bias try to understand the context mm-hmm. and know what the application is um and i think first thing i want to do now that i'm talking about context and application is to actually have a quick deep dive into really why Jesus actually picked parables to like to convey some very deep things. Yeah. And um yeah, so let me let me start by saying that parables were things not formed by Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. People before him had those sayings, the same way you have like wise words, but parables were ways which like tools, like teaching tools to convey and then this is speaking from jesus's standpoint there were ways to convey spiritual truths um that would engage the audience um provoke thoughts give deeper insight and meanings right mm. and also like to those who can receive those words now with this classification i can probably break it down into roughly six or eight reasons why parables were actually picked now firstly for accessible teaching it was a method that jesus used to give the audience relatable information i mean yeah other parables we learned of where he uses like farm tools vineyard things that they could relate to so that was one he also tried to provoke and engage the imaginations in their head. He gave them some vivid imagery to work with. Mm. So helping them to visualize it, which any child, if you think about it or you listen to him, you can actually think through what he's saying without complications. Um, thirdly, he particularly used those truths to express or reveal spiritual truths. It was very important for him to convey his that that was the goal for him was having to convey spiritual truth uh, jesus also used the parables to avoid direct confrontations um like we saw or like you just heard eight time he was engaging the spiritual leaders 
of back in the day, he always threw parables at them and was a way to just move away from their carnality. Um, the fifth point is it separates the responsive from the unresponsive, just basically sieving. An example is when he actually um, had his disciples taught privately, you know, those ones that genuinely wanted to know what it was about. He used that as a sieving process. Um, the sixth point is it was foretold in one of the prophet. I think it was in Psalm, Psalm 78, and he quotes, I will open my mouth in a parable and I will alter dark saying of old. It was prophesied in the past that Jesus was going to come. So he came in the fulfillment of that. So he definitely was what they were talking about in the past. And, and two more points. It encourages reflection. It makes you think back and position. Like when you have vivid Im imagery in your head, you are always the center of that conversation. As May would describe, uh, I think May, May has good examples to help us parallel these things. Um, so yes, it helps to do that. And it tests, it kind of puts tests on your hearts and your mind. Exactly like what I've said, they kind of rub off with each other when you're reflecting, you're constantly testing where your heart is to know the posture of your heart and where your mind is with his teaching. So um, I would tie up with this one major part where Jesus explained why he used parables was in Matthew 13. 10 to 17 this way he told his disciples why he was using it and how he was going to express the secret of the kingdoms to to uh to those who cared to listen or mm. those who genuinely wanted that so yeah pretty much um an effective way um of teaching it was powerful an effective way giving you insight and engaging the users who want to receive what he has to say so that's why he actually employed using parables that's a pretty crash course on parables <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much i like that we you know brushed on what parable is and what the benefits of it is and why it's needed so that we're able to use the meaning of the parable to explain the parable that we just read so yeah. i'm going to give symbolic reps right and applications using the bible verse we just read so mm -hmm. if you can remember there was a certain man in the um parable and that's a symbolic yeah. representation of god the application by jesus was god as the father so he if you're looking at it in our own time too you see um god is also our father the two sons were people in general and um you can see it as different response to god's call now let's look at the first son the first one is the one that said oh i am not going to do it and ended up doing it so in this representation you can see the first one as the sinners you know they give examples the tax collectors the prostitutes so these are repentant sinners initially rejected god's um, call so at the beginning when god called them they said no they prefer to go in that sin and then after some time they realized and then they came out of it and went into what god had ordained for them the second son they are the religious leaders um that's why you could see that jesus attributed them to the pharisees and because these are the people that god has called they said they are going to do it these are the mm -hmm. people that have this outwardly 
obedient um look but they lack true repentance they don't think that they're the ones that are supposed to repent they lack it then you see the vineyard hey, I, I, mm. I i i i oh i want to say that one i i i okay, let, okay. Me, let me let me let me let me take a stab on the vineyard and the reason why i'm particularly calling the vineyard is because it's used across board in mm. most of his parables he's always talking about vine vineyard, and vineyard. Mm-hmm. And the picture of a vineyard is like, are they farmers? Again, like I said, the pictorial representation of vineyard in your head has to be captured. Anyways, vineyard is actually God's work or kingdom work or for the kingdom in itself. That's a symbolic representation. Um, And it's basically the task God is calling us to do as individuals, you know. So I I just want to say that... You can move on. <laughs> okay, so um and yeah, you know, speaking about vineyard, when you say go and walk in my vineyard, is also God's call or his command. He tells you go and do this, go and do this for the gospel. Um, then if you look at John the Baptist, we see him as the messenger of righteousness, right? He's the one that prepared the way for the Messiah. Now let me let me throw in something there that I realized when I was mm. reading the passage and I was like, wow. If you notice at the beginning, they said, By whose authority are you doing this? Mm. Because mm. when Jesus came, he pushed everything out. He was like, You people cannot buy and sell in my father's house. So by whose authority? And then he asked them, Okay, I'll ask you a question and I will tell you by whose authority I come in. Mm-hmm. Who is John the Baptist? Was he sent by God or like by people? And then they had a hard time answering this question because if they say he's sent by God, then you say, why didn't you believe them? And if you say he's sent by the people, the people will come for them. And I, I was like, okay, how does this relate to the parable he said? I now realized John the Baptist was preparing the way for the Messiah. And he openly said Jesus is the Messiah, right? Is the mm-hmm, one that mm-hmm. he has been sent. He said, John the Baptist said, I must decrease so that he would increase. So he announced mm-hmm. Jesus. So if they say that John the, um, John the Baptist came from God and was doing God's will, then they will also have to identify and acknowledge that Jesus mm-hmm. is the son of God. He came because yeah. John the Baptist has already said that out. So that was the same thing with the parable. And if if Jesus is doing God's will, then why are you not following the Messiah that has come? Mm. Why? Because mm-hmm. when the Messiah is supposed to come, the Jews at the beginning are the ones that are supposed to follow. They, they, they said the Messiah came first for the Jews and then for the Gentiles, for yeah. others. So it's first for them. So he called them, but they said, oh, yes, we'll do it. In the Old Testament, you even see when they said Moses, um, when they came out of um Egypt, they said they will serve God through their life all the rest of their life and they will pass it down to their generation. And now we see that now that the Messiah has come, why are they not doing what they said they would do in the previous time, mm. if you can mm. remember? So it's just like that second son that said, okay, I will do it. But when it came to the application, they, he didn't do it. And now the first people are the Gentiles. They were not going to do anything. They didn't say they were going to do anything, but now their heart has been convicted and now they want to do it. And also one thing I'm going to train here because you can just, some people may like to push it far and say, oh, it doesn't affect me. But I thought about it. Imagine God has told us to live a righteous life. So for example, God has said, thou shall not lie, thou shall not steal. And you say, yes, I'm going to do what God has said concerning, like the laws God has said, I'm going to keep them, I'm going to abide by them. But you find yourself lying. 
it's just like that um son that said he's going to do it and at the end of the day he doesn't do it so you said you are going to keep god's law at the end of the day you're not keeping it you're lying you're doing everything mm-hmm. you're not supposed to do but what should you do if you look at the ending he said the tax collectors and the prostitutes are better because of their repentant nature right so they repented so one thing i can see here i think that is very significant is that repentant nature so even when you fall even when you told god i was going to do this and you ended up not doing it be like the first son repent and Mm -hmm. go back to doing it go back to doing god's will because what the father said at the beginning was god's will he told Mm -hmm. both of them go to the vineyard that is god's will whether they said yes or no that always would remain god's will so no matter what you do if you realize you're lying and you're like the second son make sure you repent don't stay just like the second son and stay Mm. in that position don't stay in that scene repent like the first son and go back to do what god called you to do so yeah Mm. i really like the parables you can see it has a deeper meaning it's so yeah, it's so, yeah. There's, I agree. There's, there's a lot to it has, So I would think that even like going through this, there are a lot of things you can pull out from it. Yeah, there are a lot. Um, again, yeah. remember, so we we don't want to get it out of context. So first thing we tried to do was to make sure everyone's aligned to what parables can do, what you should mm-hmm. be getting out of parables. And mm-hmm. we actually did a practical um parallel way of comparing Praying, what yeah. the parables are what the symbolic representations and how they're mm-hmm. actually applicable par jesus's response uh, i think one thing i would like to also put out there is when i read this before because i had already thought jesus was you know trying to put them on a funny question or giving them mm. conditions to respond mm. he actually responded to their silly question in love mm. if you notice he actually responded mm-hmm. they asked mm-hmm. him directly what authority do you like if they had gotten the answer they yeah. would have known the authority so he mm-hmm. answered actually so mm-hmm. that's how much his benevolence is like our god is so like he's so he's sweet like he, he responded he didn't mm-hmm. even think about what this one saying he responded to them However, the heart of man is just very wicked. They, they didn't even see through it. Because mm. for that down that same um chapter, there was another th- there's another par- parable there. So we'll probably Which will we jump into right in our next episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll jump into it later. I'm so happy everyone was able to I, I'm hoping everyone's able to learn from this. May, I think today was great. I learned a lot from today's yeah. episode. I learned a lot uh, also about like parables, <laughs> how why it came about and everything. Yeah fantastic so guys um till we come again till we drop hot on your <laughs> on your earphones <laughs> um we're saying jesus loves you yeah and bye from us <laughs> bye guys i will have to say it remember god loves you see you next time and share send this podcast to a friend bye guys